Welcome to the show. I'm Mikey. And it's your girl Zay Day. We are two social justice warriors dedicated to dismantling systems of oppression through a black, black queer, queer feminist lens. Feminist lens. Yes, this podcast will cover a variety of topics ranging from politics in our country to which new bop you can twerk to. Hey. <laughs> yep. And while we're twerking, y'all can start following. Search Black to the Future on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join in the conversation. And don't forget to leave positive reviews for us on your streaming platforms. Yes, please leave positive reviews. With the reach of this podcast, we desire to change the world one episode at a time. Yep, and I think it's time we get started, don't you think? Yep, let's get it! The The past past is gone, gone. the present present is an adventure. adventure. Looks like it's time to to go go black to the future. future. Cue the theme music. Mm. Y'all. Dropping every Thursday on the hour of the 12. Yeah. Breaking all the curses, creating family well. Yeah. Saving my community, my passion is their help. Yes, I am a teacher, but I do not miss help. Looking at the world through a feminist lens. Dub it or trash, no recycling bins. Women are superior, we're gonna get our wins. Category clothes, the girls get their tins. Transphobic thoughts are shaky, they wobble. Homophobic creeps left behind, they dawdle. LGBT on pose, yeah, they model. Black to the future, we say poppin' models. Like a dice, like a dog. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to another brand new episode, another brand new girl, (laughs) another episode of Black to the Future, and... And so, um, I'm unfortunately here without Mikey. I know y'all love him and miss him. We just keep missing each other, but we got lots of stuff going on. So we, we plan to tag a little bit here. But he gonna be back. Don't worry. I ain't kick him off. At least not yet. <laughs> but you do hear a voice there because I can't talk to myself like I did on that one episode. So I have here a beautiful, talented singer-songwriter. Oh. Yes. And he also happens to be one of my sons. Uh-huh. The first mm-hmm. four. Not the first four. <laughs> he, he, he's my baby. Um, we have here the singer songwriter Erie Daniels. Woo! Hello, hello. What's going on? disclosure, I'm probably not gonna call him Erie like very much, if at all, during this show because like every mother, you gotta give your child an annoying ass other name that's not their name. So I call that him. Because I like it. Because, okay, anyway, his name is Jared, but nobody ever call him that. That just sounds weird. That tasted weird saying that. But I call him Jared because it's not spelled like Jared, it's spelled like Jared. So that's what I say. And so, but of course, his beautiful stage name is Erie Daniels. E R R E Y D A N I E L Z. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to my show. I'm so happy that you're here with me. I'm just happy I get to talk to you. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
conversation. Very regular. And, you know, you can feel free to say whatever you want. This is the open. You can say all the words, all the all the fucks, all the niggas, and all of them. Maybe not, maybe not in that order. But, you know, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you can say whatever you want. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a breeze. Come on with it. <laughs> So, uh, we like to start each episode with how is your blackness? So, how are you doing right now, baby? I'm doing amazing. Um, I have a career that's blossoming. Uh, as you know, I always wanted to do music. You know, you used to see me cry. Like, I want to be on stage. <laughs> and it's like now, uh, things are way better. Of course, it's been like a roadblock because of covid but now that things are getting better, you know, it's like I just had my first performance of the year. Last week, um, I performed for um, this other artist. His name is Mikey Everything. His listening party. And I had my own little performance. And it was amazing. I was able to sing one of my new songs. And I got a new uh, love life going on. Um <laughs> <laughs> it was the clearing of the throats and for me <laughs> yeah, got new love life like I'm in, actually at his house now <laughs> yes I'm not gonna say his name I almost did but hey sir uh, you can say his name you don't catch him oh no I, I ain't gonna put your business out in the streets like that I'm gonna you know I'm gonna just let it be shall I put that in the streets <laughs> okay his name is Joseph White he's a chef um, he's like the man of my dreams. <laughs> the man of your dreams. Again, it must be nice. I don't know, but that it sounds like everything is like going in the right fucking direction. Like, like Jarea said, like there were times when, because you know, I took Jarea under my wing with um my ex husband. <laughs> <laughs> Jerea Daddy, uh, shout out to Michael. You know, I still love you. I still care about you, but girl, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dead. Um, anyway, um, yeah, that Jerea used to, I used to took him on, we took him under our wing and we nurtured him and helped him grow. And he'll talk about that a little bit later. But now he's got like this success that he wanted and is just now starting to really bud and grow. So I'm so proud of him. And it just sounds like everything is going really well. So, yay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Shaq. Of course. <laughs> okay, so that's a little bit of Jared, excuse me, Eerie Daniels. <laughs> New EP. The, the EP is called April Fools, A P R I L. F-O-O-L-Z. So April Fool's. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But that was the track called I Like It. It's cute. It's a B. And evidently, he like it. So. I love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One of us got to love it because shit, it ain't going to be me. Anyway. So let's talk a little bit about your backstory, about your history. So tell everyone where you grew up and all that kind of stuff. Tell us about that. Um, I grew up in the hood. <laughs> in the hood. I grew up on the west side of Chicago. Um, and I pretty much was a dork. 
I'm still he was adorable. Yes, I'm still adorable. Low key, I just got a different fashion now. But I always wanted to do music, um, but I couldn't because back when I was younger, all the way up until I was 17, my family and I are all Jehovah's Witnesses. So yeah, there's no no type of singing or R&B secular music <laughs> y'all have to be saved yeah save sanctified save an opera I don't do all of that sorry <laughs> <laughs> not opera so when I got of age uh, I moved out and I just started piece by piece trying to do music like I watched one of my cousins she was doing music at the time so I would watch her in the studio um, writing different things like that and in the process I just started on myself and that started with like YouTube kind of like what Justin Bieber did he started yeah. off YouTube and then I started performing and a couple years later actually met you <laughs> and my pappy at the time and y'all pretty much changed my whole wardrobe because I can't be that looking like a rock or a season edition <laughs> With glasses. <laughs> okay, let okay. This is what I will say is that when we met Jared, he was like every I don't know every child of the '90s in a way. Like you, especially when you're growing up like a gay black man. Like I think it was a little interesting in the '90s, and then going into the 2000s. So it's <laughs> like. I, even though I'm trans and I I did the same kind of thing where I'm like, I don't know how I'm supposed to be dressing. I know I'm supposed to be cool or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be. And I'm like, but I'm wearing these dorky ass glasses. I walk funny. Everybody call me that girl. And I'm like, I don't want to be that girl, but you fully that girl. Like it was a lot. So I fully understand like that feeling. So when, when by the time you got to me and Michael, it was kind of like, Oh, we had already been through that process. Let's help this child. And that's one thing I think we do well in the black queer community is that we really take care of each other. Actually, we either take care of each other or we kind of fuck each other up. It's not really a middle. <laughs> that's as, the truth. As you, as you know, from a, a, a week or two ago when you had to hurt him, get somebody together. Baby, but, that's all the medicine champs. Thanks. <laughs> so. We're not going to talk about it right now. We're going to get back to it. So what was it like, and I'm curious, and I'm sure the audience is, you know, in the hood, on the west side, I'm from over there too, but you had to endure the whole thing. I, I got to get out about halfway through, like, middle school or whatever. So what was it like growing up like this gay boy in the middle of all this hood nigga shit? Like, what was it like? trying like people just love to try you because you have a light voice you got a certain way about yourself but in high school I think it was the hardest because in high school I had people just messing with me just because of how I carried myself mm. I was nicknamed Arthur let's start there not Arthur <laughs> oh my god like the R part like the show Yes, like every day when you're walking down the street. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely me. Because literally, like, I had the two small glasses for your eyes, but your face was fatter than your glasses. Shut up. And then I had the baggy pants, and I would wear the sweaters. So I was Arthur. Now, initially, I thought that was wrong, but then it's kind of like I got so numb to it that I just was like, okay, let's look it up. I'm by Arthur. 
But you've had some people that have tried to jump me in high school. Uh, people tried to rob me. I remember somebody tried to rob me. I had nothing but six dollars to my name, and they they took that until one day, like ten times, I had to get up in that ass. <laughs> but it was hard. Um, the only support that I really had was my friends. Like my best friend Paris, you know who that mm-hmm. is. Uh, Shout out to Paris. And yes, like she always had my back. Um, the girls loved me. And then, honestly, when it got to be senior year, it's funny because all the straight dudes messed with me. It's like they all wanted to just be around me. They wanted a piece. And let's 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 be very clear that Jared has a nice lemon pound cake. So I just. Like, <laughs> Let the unequivocally they wanted a piece. They wanted a piece of the cake. And Jared was like, after you done tortured me all this time, I'd have been like yes. I'd have been like, no, fuck you. Cause now after high school, now I get all these messages like, Oh, I didn't know you was this way. Mm, girl no. Girl. You do. You do. You didn't know you was that way. That's why you got my in my well, message. No, and he wanna like blame you and then torture you all the fucking high school and then act all surprised later. Oh, that's irritating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but exactly. you you pushed through it. You made your way through it, and I'm so happy that you did. And you know, with Paris, and even though she's maybe not the best person in the world, your cousin, <laughs> I'm sure she yeah. I'm sure she helped in her own way and stuff like that. And so I I remember being over there and just they calling you all kind of f words and all kind of stuff, and you can't just exist in your space without feeling safe. So. I just want people to be knowledgeable and aware that black queer people do exist, especially in hood urban areas like disenfranchised sections. Like that shit is real. And if you don't have no access to it and you ain't you ain't never learned no shit, they just gonna give you mm-hmm. the they're gonna try to wear you out every day. Every day. Just cause they ain't tried to they ain't try to learn not a damn thing. So I mm-hmm. I applaud every black queer person that's ever went through anything. So I applaud you. Thank you. So, and then you managed to get your cute little way to me and my my world in what was this like 2014? 14. 14. Yep. July of 2014. Oh, seems like Jared no, because he done memorized it. He done felt the energies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, I know like a lot of people always give me lots of credit, which I always don't think I deserve, but they give me a lot of credit for helping them and kind of putting them on this right path, like I'm this teacher, mother type figure to them. So I wanted to know your perspective, like once you got to like our house and start being in our space, like how did your life change in that kind of way? Oh, baby, everything changed, but everything about me, like, I mean... I'm still that nice person, but when I got to y'all house, it was like I had two different people. I had you on the side that was like me, nice and always being considerate, mm-hmm. but you was also that person that's going to get up and go to work every day. You're going to put some money to the side. You're not going to go spend money frivolously. Like, you just was about it like you it was a time to have fun and then it was a time to do business and you knew how to do that well so I took that from you and I remember you tapping me one day <laughs> and you was like baby <laughs> he's like I just need to talk to you and I was like what and you was like we gotta talk about this arrangement and then it was like 
to be honest, I never took it no type of way mm-hmm. because it taught me the value of, you know, paying for what you what you want, where you live and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, you have to make sure that you get that in line. That taught me the value of things. And it was just like, ever since then, it was like I was working mm-hmm. nonstop. Um, like, it, it just all changed. And I think Michael... He taught me a lot about confidence. Mm. I don't think I was confident in my look. So that's when everything changed. And he like, no, try this and let me style you. And you remember, I'd be like, okay, come style me with this. That's one thing he can do. He can dress. That's one thing. Yes. He, has, he has an eye for that kind of stuff. And I always admire him for that. So. But, and um, when he taught me that, it's like my confidence mixed with your work ethic made me go right through the roof. I just knew I was the shit. <laughs> like, nobody could tell me nothing and or anything like co- that. And, that's co- and the first thing about that is like believing that you are. And so that's one thing that I will again give a lot of credit to Michael is that he knows he's like even if you don't know exactly what you're doing or how you're going to do it and da, 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 he going to make it seem like he know what the fuck is going on. And that's one thing that I, um, that confidence that he instilled in you. And so now I see it and so even though Michael and myself aren't like Jarea's actual mother and father, but like those figures in our community are so important because the relationship he had, Jarea had with his mother and the relationship he had with his father wasn't exactly the best. It's not what he needed because again, if you only grew up in one area and you don't know nothing about no queer stuff, it's going to make shit harder than what it has to be. So yep. they only going to do what they know and that's going to end up in so many words, fucking up Jarea because they didn't want to take the time to understand. So when Jarea went out into the world, you're going to seek out people who remind you of yourself and want to bring out those good qualities. So that's what you did. And I, and I think a lot of people don't know that we have to go through that to find like our own family type of thing. And y'all really did a good job at that because literally, <laughs> I met y'all. Now, it is crazy. I don't even think we discussed it. Mm-hmm. When I, before I met y'all, there was that group called Exclusive on Facebook at the time. <laughs> and I was like with this guy uh, named David. And I remember in the group, it was a picture of Michael. And he posted a picture of y'all too. And I never seen y'all after that until Murphy, oh our friend, sent us over there. And that's when I was like, okay, I think I remember these two. But it's like, I only knew y'all for like two weeks of like hanging out and all this other stuff. And I was going through a bad time with my father. He was just trying to change my whole mindset on being gay. Mm -hmm. And it's like, y'all came in at the right time. And even though y'all only knew me for two weeks, y'all was like, you want to come live out here, baby? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I was like, okay. <laughs> well, it was. It's also because I think you were again. You're gravitating towards like this. These people, and because you know, especially in our community, it's like two people staying together more than like a month. It's like this huge thing, and they'd be like, "Y'all still together?" And at the time, me and Mike go together for like four years, so that's very impressive to our community. So mm-hmm. everybody's like, "I want a piece. I want a piece of it. I want a piece of it." So you finding that is a very beautiful thing, a very powerful thing. And so 
in in you finding out more about us and stuff, you also found out more about yourself and the kind of voice that you can actually create and the kind of sound that you want. So, and and when you were staying with us, I really felt like that's when you start putting your heels in about trying to figure out what you're gonna do with music and stuff like that. So, why, when, how did you know that music was gonna be it? And when you got here, after that, once you got here. How did you start to build on it to actually get where you at right now? Um, I think the turning point when I realized that I needed to take it seriously was that magic moment that we keep talking about when I was in my room oh. and I was just watching that whole hour concert of K. Michelle, my favorite artist. Shout out to K. Michelle. <laughs> yes, and I was in there crying. And one of y'all heard me. Either y'all heard me or somebody texted me to ask me was I okay because I think the door was closed. And y'all both came in and pretty much was telling me, like, to not be discouraged and to go after my dreams. If this is something that I want to do, go after my dreams, but don't lose sight on the real world. Like, you can still chase your dreams and maintain yourself. So... It was like, okay, I need to get this together. Now, because a little life happened after that with Mr. My Ex, (laughs) I think that was the initial push from Mm y'all, but the big push came from that situation because it was like, okay, you've been through all of this stuff with this person. Mm -hmm. Why haven't you maintained what it is that you feel that you you are called to do? So when I left that situation, it's like I immediately started doing recordings with my brother, uh, shows, jumping on features, like a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I felt more empowered than anything. And I turned around and made a whole EP. So You did the first one. What was the first one called again? Greetings from Erie. Greetings <laughs> from Erie. So not only do we have April Fools, which just came out, but we also have greetings from Erie. So that's the 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 first one. So y'all need to go back and go listen to that, <laughs> yes. and then go to April Fools. Like it's an order to op operations here. So make sure y'all go check those out. Yes, please, because it's really it's really like the first introduction into me and like just everything that I've been hiding inside. Um, and then that cocky boy that I feel I didn't let loose until I met y'all. Because mm. <laughs> yeah. you have blossomed and grown, and I'm so proud of your work and how you just grown thank and changed you. over time. So you did great. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, cool. you know, y'all don't be along the way. <laughs> <laughs> so you can just leave. That was a a song called Too Late, T-O-O-L-A-T-E, Too Late, off April Fool's. And y'all heard that voice, right? You heard that voice? (laughs) Obviously, my baby has skills. So, April Fool's off Eerie Daniels' new uh, EP. So, y'all go check that out. And so, what the next thing I wanted to ask about 
is so this current project that's happening now with the EP and I know you have done some performances you've mentioned so while you're working on these current projects everything ain't glitter everything ain't gold we love the finished outcome but obviously if you're screaming it's screaming <laughs> if you're singing it's too late there's been some hardships and some drama and some stuff like that can you talk about how your music like affects is affected by like your life basically um good and bad i mean music is like um <clears throat> it's my therapy hmm. i mean a lot of people can talk to people i can get some therapy from that but my ultimate therapy is from that and i feel like the reason like if you pay attention to the fact that my first project was out in 2017 and now my second one is out this year there's some time in between there that I wasn't really doing too much. I might have dropped a cover or two, but I didn't really produce a whole body of work. And I feel like that was because I allowed situations to override what I was supposed to be doing, which was music. So it's like now that I'm getting older and I did this project, it's like this is what I should have been doing because music actually keeps me sane. sane. It keeps me level-headed, and it's just like a a breath of fresh air. It's like when your mom or your dad says they're proud of you, it's like you feel that, and it's like a weight is off your shoulders. So it's like, that's how I feel every time I do a song. So, And it's just my diary as well. Anything mm. that I feel, whether I'm talking about a Negro... <laughs> or my family or something like that, if I'm not able to voice it out loud, because I am a damn Virgo, we keep everything in. We love a Virgo. <laughs> right. So I release it through the music. Like, everything that I wrote is true. Ain't nothing fake. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a beautiful thing. But more so than that, I think it shows how important art is in the world. Like, everybody wants to, like, hype up, like, being a a lawyer or a doctor. And there's nothing wrong with those two occupations. But it's like, when you're done lawyering and you're done doctoring, what you do all the time, you turn to some art to, like, relieve your tension from doing all that work. You go watch a music video. You watch a comedy sketch. You paint a picture. You do something decompressing. You use art in that kind of way. So... Someone who's living their life as an artist is always constantly channeling and trying to pull emotions out and stuff like that. So when you came up with the title April Fools, and you mentioned a couple Negroes, as you called them, um, is is this title based upon these experiences with these gentlemen among, or, is, or is it like other people too? Uh, it's like other people too. So it's like a plot twist to April Fool's. Mm. April Fool's, because apparently when you see a Z at the end of Fool's, you automatically think that I'm talking about people, which is true, but I'm not talking about people that have done you wrong. Well, I am, but it's not a whole thing about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this EP was basically, I was going through stages. Like the first subtract is how do I know and I'm basically saying, how do I know that you're right for me? Or mm-hmm. 
a person that I can call a friend or a boyfriend if you're doing everything that looks a little shady and I gotta look put my eye up on you. Okay. Then you go from that to stay away where you feel like I'm such this good person and this good person, but nobody's realizing that I'm doing all of these things for people without anything in return, but yet everybody wants to stab their back at me. So I might as well just stay away from y'all. That's uh, how I feel. Uh, and then it went into too late, which we just heard. Because it's like, now, I gave you chance after chance after chance. And this is not even just relationship. It could be friendship. Uh-huh. Like, chance after chance to get it together. And it's like, now I'm cultivating this attitude of, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> then, so it's too late. Right. And then we go to, I like it because now... I've got to go through all of this stuff with these friends and these men and how much they ain't shit. April Fool's on me because just when I thought I wanted to give up, it comes this perfect man in my eyes <laughs> that yeah. comes and shows me what it's really supposed to be like when it comes to love and dating and just taking your time because we have been friends for a year before we got together. So it's like, the joke is on me, not just them, too. It's on me because I thought I was going to be dealt with relationships and all this other stuff. And here I am. And in a two-month relationship. <laughs> but and I want to I wanna, I wanna point out how important two months is because, again, in our, in our community, if you get past a month, that, yes. that's a gag for people. Like, that's a gag. So for them to be together for a solid two months, this is beautiful. And then I like more so the fact that you waited an entire year to get to know each other, like, before you decide to commit to it. And I'm just like, to me, I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, what if, what, what Medea say? She's like, you gotta see people in every season before you make a decision. And I think, and I think that's what happened. Mm. And I, I like that you did that. And I also really admire the fact that you put a lot of thought into naming your album or in naming the EP. So then, so you're going from like these people who are acting like a bunch of dumbasses, bunch of bitch niggas, these fuck friends, these fools. <laughs> and so then you just like, you know what? Everybody suck. I'm going to just do me. Da, 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 da. And I like that. And then you turned it around and you was like, there's always going to be one person that's always going to try to make this not what I want it to be. And I think that's like the shining light or the silver lining, I guess I should say, of the situation. Because you'd be like, I hate everybody, fuck it, da, 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 I don't care, boo, boo. And then all of a sudden, it's like there's one person who keeps that little glimmer of light like in your heart. And you just be like, ah, damn, okay, I believe in it, I believe in it. So I like that. So that was beautiful. And I have to, I have to reiterate that, like, it's, I like the fact that it's a plot twist because not only is it showing that I'm human, so I go through these relationship stuff like everybody else, but also, too, in mind, when I thought of April Fool's, it's not so much that it's always, like, the joke is on this person, it's on me, but also it was to address the fact that a lot of people can underestimate you, Mm. they'll They'll feel like, okay, well, he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna do this. He just keeps saying what he gonna do. He ain't gonna really do it. So when I was like, okay, I'm thinking about this title. Yeah, I'm talking about niggas. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about this love of my life. But what else can I put in there that ties into this title? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, April 1st, April Fool's, because you thought I wasn't gonna do it, but I did it. 
and it's not because I wanted to so much prove you wrong, but I wanted to prove myself wrong mm-hmm. in terms of saying, I'm not going to allow you to take me there. I'm going to push, and I'm going to do this because this is what I'm determined to do, and I did just that. Mm, yes, God, we love to see you. All right, and so with these projects and obviously deriving a lot from your life and stuff like that, we already mentioned Miss K. Michelle, but are there any other people who inspire, who inspire you, whether it be singers, actors, songwriters, real people in life? Um, as far as singers, other than her, there are a couple. I like some old school people. Of course, Michael Jackson. Mm. We both are girls. We both have lived in Gary, Indiana before. Yeah, um, Indiana. Yes, and we both have the Jehovah Witness background. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of connect with him in that way. Um, Y'all birthdays are literally days apart. Yeah, my birthday is August 28th. His is the 29th. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Whitney Houston. Yeah. Aaliyah. A little too hot. That's where the hip hop side comes from. Because mm, just trust me, Jared does not only sing well, he also got a bar too. Yes, I got a little couple bars, you mm. know. I, I like Tupac because he was so. He was forceful, but he knew how to be laid back too. And mm. I feel like that's where I do when it comes to rap. Because I didn't really. I don't lay with myself as a rapper. Mm-hmm. It's just something that I can do. But when I do it, I know how to be aggressive and I know how to be laid back. So, I admire that. And then as far as people, um, I just admire every, like, all of my friends, like, that have pushed me, like, you, like, people that just Mm -hmm. keep doing them despite whatever may come their way. Um, That's a big thing for me. And then the support system from them is just something that really influences me to keep going. Like, if y'all don't hear no music from me, I'm getting text messages called, okay, baby, what's going on? Like, what you doing? It's okay to be going through some stuff, but you got the things to do. So, I like stuff like that because being a musician, well, not a musician, an artist, you go through a lot. A lot of people think that you are somebody that you're not, when in reality, you are just yourself. Mm. (laughs) It's a lot that comes with the territory, but... Keep me on. <laughs> and you'd be on and on and on and on and on. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is a beautiful song on Greetings from Erie on and on. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's they got the bars on that too. Mm-hmm. It, it ain't it ain't no Nicky bars, but <laughs> I mean um, you can you can you can rival somebody. Maybe sweetie. You can rival sweetie. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, and I, I, I know that um, those inspirations are super important to you, and up, and you've been moving in an upward direction. But this is gonna be kind of a twist question that I didn't have planned, but I definitely want to ask it. In your, in your pursuit, so like while you trying to like get these uh, EPs together, do these tracks, do these recordings, do all this stuff to have your music and your life on this track, you doing all this hard work. When you on this train, on this track, has there ever been a moment where someone said, no, nah, we're not going to work with you because we don't want you to sing about niggas. We don't want you to rap about sex with niggas. You know, they discriminate against you because you're a queer person. Oh, the crazy part is, I don't 
part is I haven't encountered that yet. Okay. Uh, I've more so encountered being affiliated with someone that I thought was cool, mm -hmm. but was really making a bad name for themselves in the industry. And because I'm associated with them, whether it be friends or family, mm -hmm. they turned around and said I, they couldn't work with me. I've gotten that as opposed to my sexuality, because even the EP I just did was made by straight men. Mm -hmm. And I had one woman as well, but they, they didn't hear about the, the words, maybe because they were, what's the word that I want to say? Interns? Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like they were learning or whatever. So me doing a record like that probably didn't matter to them, mm -hmm. but I've yet to encounter that. But oh, when I encountered that. And I, why I think that's also important that you know I think especially with the big pop of Lil Nas X, which so I'm sure you oh, yeah. I'm sure you've seen the video, you listen to the music and all that kind of stuff. Slide down the pole, slide <laughs> down the pole, baby. I like the video though. Oh well, shout out to Lil Nas X. We we if you if we can get a collaboration, and so I, I, what I wanted to ask is like, when you get to that point and they're going to start just being like, well, we, what do we have? What do we have? What do we have? And they just start just calling you all kind of gay niggas and shit like that. Like, how do you actually handle that? Like, would you just turn it into a song? Like, what would you do if you kind of encountered that situation? Um, if I encountered that, of course I'm human, so I'm going to be upset, mm. but it would be a song about it. <laughs> um, because that's just my that's just my language mm -hmm. but I would actually just yeah put it into song because at the end of the of the day even though he that person might make me feel inferior because of my sexuality and them not wanting to work with me mm -hmm. you don't feel it later I mean it's a lot of people that have probably did that too Lil Nas, Lil Nas. Mm -hmm. and the man is on mainstream music, doing all these videos and stuff like that, but people love to work with him. He's making a name for himself, and I'm pretty sure that's making those producers that might have turned him around feel shitty. Mm. And it's like, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Oh. But what I was going to say was, I think, and it's no shade to little Nas, little Nas, little Nas, <laughs> I just think that the difference between him and I and be against a lot of the people that are a part of our community. Mm -hmm. A lot of people come out trying or come into the industry trying to put on the straight facade. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to do these songs where I might not say he or have these innuendos or I might say girl or something just to get me on. I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did that one time with a cover to Sierra's Body Party and I said girl. Mm -hmm. I said, cut. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, I'm not going to lie to myself. And I just think that even though that might make it way harder for me to be well-known, like, by a record label or something, mm -hmm. I really don't care. Record labels are not the same anymore. It's not something that you really want to run to. Um, mm -hmm. I would rather be independent and stay true to myself and represent my community in the right way than, as opposed to 
faking the funk just to get right. a couple of dollars then coming out this it just don't make sense to me yeah, and in in my mind, especially now and we're in all this technology, how it's gonna be hard as fuck to like go back and like take all your pictures down and all this kind. Of, that's too that's that's too much work to be doing. Like, well, how many selfies I got? That's too much pressure. That's too that's too much work. They're gonna be like, what? So no, I I I I, I understand that, and so I I just want people to know that it's still gonna be barriers to this, not only because Jared is a black man, but he's also a gay man, and that's gonna add a that's gonna add a certain kind of um, energy to the space. Because if a lot of producers are men and they haven't had the education or the knowledge about being a queer person, like they could say some fuck shit and then turn you away. But then, like Jared said. There could be a potential for that them to have a little Nas X on their hands, and then they'll probably look back and be like, "Fuck, I should have took that opportunity." Well, you're the one that turned us away, so it just goes to show that your talent is much more powerful if you really believe what you're doing, like little Nas X. You, if you really believe in what you're doing, and like you do too, you believe in what you're doing, you believe in your craft, and it's not, and the message is not about. It being about a girl specifically or about a man specifically. It's just about the situation because everybody can find themselves in any kind of situation. You know, because I think that's something that we do as queer people. Like whenever I was listening to any kind of Beyonce song, any kind of like Rihanna song, and it was always about some me singing about a man, I could do it perfectly fine. But I love songs like ne- like songs by Neo or Chris Brown. But whenever they would say girl in the song, I, I would be like, like my, I, I would suck my teeth because I couldn't do it. I would have to skip over or I would whisper like guy to myself, like some kind of thing. So yeah. it's nice to have that inspiration now with Lil Nas X. And, you, and you're a part of that for somebody. You may not feel like you may, you may not feel like you feel it on his magnitude, obviously, because he's you know, a huge deal right now. But it's like you still affecting people and I'm always proud of you if anything. So Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. I just think that like another thing too, mm-hmm. too many of these females, like female artists and everything like that, they take it too much light. Like I love me some Beyonce. That's Queen. Mm-hmm. She is really like She's dope at what she at what she does. Okay, so be happy. Don't get me, because <laughs> I'm not trying to say that to dad about the queen now. But I'm just saying, like, she has our community on lock, mm-hmm. and I feel like even take Housewives of Atlanta. The majority of the right. people that watch Housewives of, of Atlanta is our community. Mm-hmm. They using our lingo. They doing all this stuff. So it's like for those producers that might turn people away because they gay and all this other stuff. It's like, they kind of taken over. Right. <laughs> un, un, exactly. I, I, I think that's what's so interesting that people don't re- realize is like, not only do black people, but very specifically black queer people are what make things happen. All those fun, t- all those fun TikTok dances that go super viral for the most part, black people. All yeah. that, all that lingo being like, ciao, girl, like she's Miss Thing, she looks kind, all that kind of stuff. That's our, that's our fucking link. What? It was true. Like that's our lingo. That's like that's where it comes from. And people are like, no, it's just Twitter talk. Twitter talk. People, I'm like, I've seen that, and I'm like, girl, that's not what this is. Like, like we talk like this outside of Twitter. Like we just happen to tweet like this, and it's like, 
you think it's Twitter talk? I was just like, okay, no, that's that's black queer language. We made this shit, and now it's become the main thing, but y'all can't get nobody no credit. That's okay. Exactly. Well, might not be since some cross eyed legs and wait for y'all to wake up. It looks sophisticated looking at Mr. Brown, say. <laughs> <laughs> want us to stay away and you mentioned with all your heart and your soul well before we um stay away too long and that again is on eerie daniels uh april fool's ep so y'all go peep that period but before we stay away well you and i won't stay away the audience shouldn't stay away either they need to go follow you and stuff wait a minute nobody's staying away i redact what i said <laughs> so, um, the, before we get out, out of here and stuff, I wanted to ask about the future. So, the first thing I wanted to ask is about future stuff you have planned for your career in music. Um, okay, so with this EP just dropping, I am trying to put together a visual. Hmm. Um, that's one thing that I have to talk to you about. Well, now you know. Mm. Um, it, because it's a short EP, it's like four songs, and I've only got one video out, and, but I want it to be more professional than the first one, so mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do four visuals to that, as well as I've been working on this project. It's a reality show. Woo! <laughs> I can't disclose the name mm-hmm. just yet, but it will be out next year, so we are in production for that right now we've been doing that since july and we we're gonna keep going but it's gonna be beautiful um just for people to see basically everything that we talked about here mm-hmm. where i came from what i'm doing and actually get to see me interact with people in chicago that might be doing the same as me so i love that Ooh, reality tv i gotta put my good hair on and stuff <laughs> I mean, y'all might see the doll on one of the episodes. I'm not gonna say nothing. Another, I'm not gonna confirm nor deny, but I might be on. <laughs> I might be there. So I just want y'all to be clear, be looking out for that. Um, but yeah, I'll blow it up as soon as it's like wherever people can find it. As soon as it becomes available, you know it's gonna be on my story and stuff like that. So yes, and I'm trying to, um, in the midst of that, uh, doing the visuals and stuff. Just trying to do, like, open mics and stuff. Mm-hmm. One of my friends is doing a fashion show in August. He's putting it together right now. Um, so I'll probably, I'll be opening up the show. He already <sighs> gave me the green light for that. Mm-hmm. Yep, so I'll be opening that up. And as well as just working on the album, because I wanted an album in April, but because of time, I just was like, I don't want to rush the album. So mm-hmm. let me just put out an EP because my fans have always been asking for some music. Um, I'm put out the best work that I've created and just get back to the studio and work on this album. Now that I can disclose, I'm going to drop that on my birthday this year. Because and if y'all was, if y'all was paying attention, if y'all was, if they was paying attention, they would know when your birthday was. We talked about that early, but I'm sure they wasn't listening. When is it going to come out, Jaria? It's going to come out uh, on my birthday, August 28th. 
Um, and it's going to be epic because it's my golden birthday. Golden. Living my life like it's golden. Yeah, so I got all this time from now until then to just keep cutting tracks and tracks and tracks so that way by the time it comes here, I can just go through all of them and create a body of work that's going to give a good message. Because that's the thing for me. I, I need to have a message behind what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, if you need a bar too, you know, you can always ask your mom, you know. Oh, I already know. <laughs> I have one of those bars in my text messages already. <laughs> oh, Betsy. Mm-hmm. See, I, I forgot about it. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. I'm I'm always gonna be here to be able to support you, whatever you whatever you need. Yes, yes. Now I'm I'm ready for to see your face. If in the future I do a song with Nicki Minaj, I think you gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna pee on my. I'm gonna pee on myself because if everybody knows, I'm I'm just gonna be like. <laughs> yes. So, and aside from the music and stuff, um, we talked a lot about being a, a black gay man specifically, but just being a black queer person. And so since this is the Black to the Future podcast, we gonna need to know, what do you want for the future for our people? What do you want for our community? So what kind of um, changes and stuff or whatever positive thing, what, what do you want to see for our people in the future? In our community, mm-hmm. I would just like to see us support each other and like just come together. I don't want to see what I've been seeing, which is a lot of uh, I don't want to say hatred, but I see a lot of jealousy, and mm. especially when people are doing the same thing as you. Um, I just see a lot of like not supportive people and if they are supportive they're being supportive for other people that's looking at them and not because they truly care about this person and i want us to just come together like it's it's a lot of money out here we can all get it together we can help each other out mm-hmm. like there's instances where i've went through that myself like with another artist and they try to put us apart from each other and it's like we're not gonna do that like we could come together mm-hmm. and we can do this thing where I lack, he can help. Mm-hmm. Where he lacks, I can help. I'm not a dancer. Mm. He is. So it's like, you can show me a little one-two and I can show you my techniques of of singing. Not to say that that person is not a singer or a bad singer, but he might want to be able to build mm-hmm. how I built or something like that. And it's like, we just need to help each other instead of just trying to tear each other down or compare someone to somebody else like just be your own person support that person and let the love go around it's enough mm-hmm. it's a whole lot of people in the world oh hello what did they say on twitches you can the opposite of darkness isn't light it's love you can make as much as you want and so exactly. i i agree i think you know i think um i've been very blessed and privileged and fortunate to not to have to deal with too many circumstances where i deal with overly cattiness with other black trans women or even the black queer people so the 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 anger and the frustration between black trans women and black queer and black gay men like that's a a really interesting thing that i've never experienced i'm happy that i haven't gone through that but i think we all do need to just get along i think we've just all been um 
early, very early on traumatized. They call you all kind of names that you don't even know the na- words. You don't even know what the fucking word mean. They mean mean to you from the gate because they can already tell that you're going to be some kind of queer person. And then you black on top of that. And they don't know how to, they don't believe that these two things can coexist. And it's like, yes, they can. They do all the time. Y'all just don't know it. You just don't see it. And so then it basically makes us feel like we don't have any value. And so every time somebody try to reach out and be in our space, we always be angry and frustrated. And, you know, we just hurt people, hurt people. So we lash out sometimes. Like yep. you kind of had to lash up somebody, you know, a little while ago. But we. <laughs> so I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm just saying, like I did say I was gonna bring it back. I was just like, yeah, because Dr- Drew from the West Side, so he do got some hammers on them. Don't you? Don't be fooled. So. I'm about to get that too later. But um, I I love that, and I want us to be a better community as well. I like what you said, so. Since we're at the end here of this episode, can you please tell everybody where they can find you, where um, all your social media, where they can get your music? Tell me. Tell us. Ooh. Okay, so if you want to hear my music, you could literally just go on Apple, Apple, <laughs> <laughs> Apple Music, iTunes, Tidal, uh, YouTube, even, Spotify. Just put it every day, E-R-R-E-Y-D-A-N-I-E-L-Z. If you want to so- follow me on social media and see how quirky I, I am and how dorky I am <laughs> and what I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram at underscore Erie Daniels, E-R-R-E-Y-D-A-N-I-E-L-Z. And that's the same for Twitter as well. And then my Facebook is my name as well. And I have a regular page and an artist page. So make sure to follow that artist page too so we can get them followers. Hello. Yes, please go and um, stream, purchase, uh, like, subscribe, follow, do all the things for my baby Erie Daniels, E-R-R-E-Y-D-A-N-I-E-L-Z. And get the new EP out called April Fool's. And also, don't forget to go back a little bit and go get the greetings from Erie. Y'all got to know the whole storyline before y'all get to the next chapter. So, yes, because the first project is actually important because my brother is the one that produced that and he is no longer with us, which mm. his birthday was yesterday. So, shout out to him mm. <laughs> um, because that was a very dope introduction to me breaking into the industry. So, mm. you would love to hear that. You got to hear that before you get to the second one. Yes, um, rest in power. We love you for all your production. Larry B, right? Yes, Larry B. Larry B. Thank you for all your help and guiding my son personally, Jaria, to what he openly doing. And just thank you. So, yes, go listen to Greetings by Eerie. That's the first EP. And then this latest one, April Fools. Please go look those up, all the social needs. Um, I'll put them in the description in the bottom. So go click those links, babies. And anything else you want to say? Uh, I just want to say thank you for having me on the show. I love you. And I have to give a shout out to Matt. It's his birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out to Matt. We recording on Matthew's birthday and my good sis, Chrissy. Um, they have the same birthday. Can you believe that? Lord, I, now I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I um we love both of you. Um thank yes. you so much for listening and tuning in 
to Black to the Future. Y'all go follow uh, Jared. Please go. Description in the bottom. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>Thank you all so much for tuning in to Black to the Future. Yes, thank you for joining us. And if you want to continue the conversation with us, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Black to the Future Podcast. And don't forget to use the hashtag Black to the Future Podcast as well. Share the content and please leave positive reviews. Yeah, all that. <laughs> and we will see y'all in the future. Don't you mean Black to the Future? Oh, I guess you're right. We'll see y'all black to the future. future.